Kumite Radio is brought to you by Supplement Warfare. Visit their website, supplementwarfare.com.au for the best quality supplements on the planet. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off of all orders. If you're trying to get sexy for the summer, if you're just trying to flex on fools, visit supplementwarfare.com.au for the best supplements in the world. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast. Joining me right now, Small Mokarian. What's going on, man? Back again. Um, the Ultimate Fighter is over. It's been a couple weeks. Now you can relax and, uh, I don't know, rec- what, what do you call it when you think of back on, like, some past events in your life? What's that called? Like, okay, I can re... It's re-something. Re-evaluate the situation, right? Evaluate, re oh, Hopefully, I don't have to relive it all. I exactly. All right, yeah. so now I got a few questions about the show, man. Like, now that you the show is over and you can talk about the show freely. Yes. When you think about it, who did you like the, who did you like the least in the house? Because <sighs> I know not everybody, you cannot be cool with everybody. Honestly, honestly, everyone was, was pretty cool. Everyone had their days. But there were people that got on my nerves. You know, um, I'm, I'm one of those guys that uh, I always feel like I don't like people bringing my mood down. I don't like people bringing my energy down, you know. And, and I, I know that you've seen, I think it was in episode two, when um, Luis had kind of uh, uh, brought down the mood when he was like, oh, shut the fuck up and all this stuff. And I, I don't really get dragged down by that shit, you know? So stuff like that started to piss me off. But if there was anyone that fucking, if there was one person that brought down the mood of that house the most, it would have had to be Thailand Clark. Like everyone kind of said it, um, you know? He, he, he was real bipolar, like he'll be real cool with you one day. And then the next day, he would just, like, not want to talk to anyone. He was always talking shit about his own team. He was always talking shit about, about DC's team and, and stuff like that. And, and really, I didn't even want to hear shit about, like, bad things about DC's team. I just – I was there to try and enjoy my time. But he'd, like, come sit in the hot tub sometimes and, and vent to, like, the blue team. <laughs> um, was know, he, like, I'm, a gossip girl or something like that? You know, like, he would just come in and try to – no, you know that girl shit. that, you know that girl that sits in the corner and looks upset, but wants you to go up to her and say, "Hey, why are you upset?" Mm-hmm. He was that girl. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, well, you know. looking back at the show, you know, you fought once, you fought Ricky Steele. Who was the person? You know, lightweight, featherweight, it doesn't matter because it's basically the same thing in the house. Yeah. Who would you like to fight? Like, what was the one person that you're like? You know, I know you want to fight Tyler Diamond, but is that the person you still really want to? get into the cage with like if you do make uh your debut um honestly i would fight anyone in that in that house i feel like i would have done um i feel like the the 45s were were better than the 55s and i'm, I'm sure that a lot of people would would think that and I, I think that that was kind of obvious um you know taking nothing away from the 155s i said that mike trezano was going to win that show I, I i believed it that he would um, Mike is a solid guy, and I think uh, people are underestimating him because he's a, a little bit, um, he's plain. 
You know, he, he kickboxes well, he grapples well. You know, he does everything well, but he's, he, he doesn't really stand out in any area. So I think people underestimate him off based off that. Um, if there's one person now that I would want to fight, you know, and it, it's another person that I really respect in the house, it would be Brad Katona. Mm. You know, he, he won. Um, and I would love my chance to fight Brad Katona. But really, I did lose on the show. Um, and I'm not, I'm in no place to kind of call anyone out. If I could fight someone, it would be Brad or Mike Trezano, purely based off of them being the ultimate fighter winners. I would, I would love my chance to, to fight one of those guys. Um, if not, you know, I, I would love to still get that Tyler Diamond fight. Um, I, I speak to Tyler and he, he's, he's a great guy. I've got nothing against him, like personally. I just think that I'm a, I'm a better fighter. I just think that when it comes down to it, um, I I would beat him. And the same way, I think I'd I'd beat anyone. You know, um, I did lose to to Ricky, and I, I think some people mistake that and they're like, oh, you don't really have a loss. It's an exhibition. A loss is a loss to me. I did lose to Ricky. Ricky beat me on that day. He was the better man. Um, but I feel like. If there was a third round, I would have been standing there ready to, ready to go. Um, and if they asked me to fight tomorrow, I'd be there ready to go. Would he? I'm not too sure. You know, um, Would he have been able to fight the next week? No. Me, yes, I had torn my ACL. Yes, I did fight with a torn ACL. No excuse. Um, I still lost. But if the doctor allowed me, I would have still fought the next week. You know, The only reason I didn't fight the only reason that none of that happened is because a, a doctor had stopped me. Um, the only reason I even went to get an MRI, I'll, I'll make this very, very clear. I, the only reason I went and got an MRI is because I was forced to, to in case I wanted to come back into the semifinal. I got, I got an 180-day suspension based off the swelling on my knee before my fight. They looked at my knee before my fight, and they weren't going to approve me to fight. Um, they did a couple of tests and I'm like, I'm fine. It's just a bit of fluid buildup, yada, yada, yada. The doctor had looked at my knee and said, I think there is something wrong with your ACL pre-fight. I'm like, nah, it's all good. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Um, so after my fight, they came and handed me a slip. When they handed me the slip, it said 180 day suspension. Automatically, I didn't even think of the semifinals. I thought of the, the finale. Mm. And I, I counted the days and I'm like, man, 180 days, that's like six months. Six months, that means I won't be able to fight in the finale. What the fuck is this? So I ran up to the commission guy and I'm like, hey, why have I received 180-day suspension? He said, no, no, no. You've received 180-day suspension. Um, but if you go and get an MRI, the suspension gets lifted if everything is good. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'm like, oh, so now I have to go and get it. And then um, at the start, I tried to train through it and then um, they came up to me and they're like, Hey, uh, if you want to fight in, uh, the semifinals, like you want to fight in the semifinals and it was, it was going to happen. You know, it was going to happen. And whether it was at 145 or 55, it was going to happen. And Dana was all for it as well. When I said that, uh, they made me go and get the MRI to, to clear myself. And I hoped for the best, but I expected the worst. And I, I kind of knew what to expect. And even when I heard it, it just kind of. It just kind of hit me, you know? And um, I didn't get my opportunity to go again. 
and that's the way the, the competition kind of works. You know, I'm sure Luis Pena would have loved to get another opportunity to fight. I'm sure Ricky still would have loved to still be able to fight as well. So I can't say like I deserve the chance more than anyone else. But like, I'm I'm recovering off ACL surgery. There's no bullshit about that. Um, I'm doing everything I can to just to get better and, and get healthy again. But if they ask me tomorrow to fight, I will fight tomorrow. I, I would be able to make weight right now. I'm not overweight. I'd be able to make weight whether it's 55, 45, or 35. Obviously, I'd need like four or five weeks to make 35. <laughs> but, you know, I could make, I, we could make 55 tomorrow. Um, I make 45 within five, six days if I really, really wanted to. And I could make band and weight within a couple of weeks. You know, so I'm ready. I'm ready to to do whatever. Um, you know, but yeah, if I can get my chance to, I would. I would love to fight Brad Katona, fight Mike Trezano, or anyone really. You know, um, there isn't anyone in that house that I, I wouldn't fight. They're all great athletes. Um, they're all all great fighters. Um, I think the fight that needs to happen in the 155 division would have to be um, Trezano versus Luis Pena. Mm. I don't think anyone can kind of look past that fight. Uh, I think that that's like not a big money fight or some shit, but like it's just a fight that I feel like needs to happen. Um, and in, uh, at 45, you know, uh, yeah, I just love my chance to fight anyone. If I could fight someone, it would be Brad Katana. What did you think? Let's move on to the tough 27 finale. You know, like there were some interesting matchups on that card. Uh, let's go to the one that everybody was talking mad shit about online and everywhere you could turn to was the John Gunther versus Alan Zuniga fight. People, a lot of people were surprised that they even got signed. They even put this matchup together, but it is what it is. You know, the UFC works in mysterious ways. What did you think about that fight? (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to stuck for a second. Listen, I'm I'm not a hater on anyone. I'm not a hater on anyone. And you cannot deny the toughness of both of, of those guys. Were they at, at the level of what you expect in the UFC? No. But let's remember, these are guys that are still trying to come up and become UFC fighters. I wouldn't hate on either of these guys for getting an opportunity. You know, they... Like, they've done nothing wrong. And that's why I always get weird about the hate that they, they receive. If you Go look at John's record, right? John had beaten some killers to get into that house. Like, he's beaten legit guys. And as shit as he is, it is not always the better fighter that wins. Mm. It is the person who's hungrier and the person who comes forward. Go look at Alan's record. He's 13-0. and 0, and He beat some legit guys. He knocked some legit guys out. Some guys that were from tough Latin America as well. He, he's got a pretty good record. Skill-wise, no. They're, they're not up there. Skill-wise, would I, is that a fight that I would want to watch? No. But do they deserve to be there? Fuck yeah, they deserve to be there. Um, you know, they had, they had a far better record than I did. Um, they didn't perform, I feel, as, as good as I did in the house. And I don't think... Oh, like, Gunther was entertaining. I don't feel like they, they performed any better than I did. But um, but I would never say that they deserve, they deserve a shot any less. They they had their own road to get in there. 
and people that are online and saying things like, go look at the guys that, that both of those guys fought. They fought more legit guys than any of us fought. You know, so we, we've got to respect that. Um, and you never know. Who knows what the fighter that fucking John Gunther could turn to, right? Like, I know that that will sound stupid, but please go look at Polo Costa. He was on Ultimate Fighter, and people forget that. People forget he was on Ultimate Fighter. Was he a great fighter then? Yeah, he was, he was a pretty good fighter. Is he the same fighter he is today? No chance. He's, he is a monster now, yeah? All them Brazilian steroids are making him great. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Probably not. But, um, but if you look at it, he wasn't the same fighter then as he is in the ultimate, ultimate fighter. And you look at that. Look at TJ Dillashaw. Look at him back then and look at him now. You know? Don't, you can't judge these guys based off their, off their first performances. They're only going to get better. You know? And yeah, some people might not like the style. You know? But John wins. And John won. And okay, he didn't win in the Ultimate Fighter, but fighting in the Ultimate Fighter is is very different to what anyone would think. You know, and I know people have said that in the past, but it, it is a different feeling. And I'm not saying it would have been any different if I did have my t team. Actually, no, I take that completely back. I take back exactly what I just said. It would have been completely different if I had my team there. But that's not the situation that we were, we were in. Hmm. We were taken out of our comfort zone and they wanted to see who, who does the best outside of their comfort zone. And, you know, whoever's meant to win in the end will win. Are um, you saying that John Gunther could possibly be the Paulo Costa of the lightweight division in two I'll, years? Hey, you tell, tell me this right now. This is going now. on record. This is going on record. Put this on record. You can put this on record. All right. John Gunther. Okay. I'm going to go based off looks right now. Please compare the two. If you want to compare just the manliness of two men, right, you, John Gunther is far more manly than fucking Polo Costa. Definitely. Doesn't he have He's, a missing tooth? I don't know. Does he? No, he doesn't. Know. He would be great with a missing tooth. He'd look like a fucking pirate if he had a missing tooth and exactly. no eye. Exactly. But that, that mustache, I'm telling you, it's going to become a big thing. And what's, what's going to happen? He's going to have girls hanging from him soon. They're yeah. going to be hanging off his mustache. They're going to be hanging off his fucking mustache. <laughs> like a damn and, vine. And based off the confidence of that, John Gunther will be one of the greatest lightweights ever in the UFC. Fuck. If that actually happened, we would all – our fucking brains would be blown out if that actually like, happened. Okay, no, I'm, I'm going to stop being sarcastic right now. Um, do you think that John Gunther will ever win another fight in the USA? I think he could if they match him up with somebody that could beat, he could beat because there are guys who he can beat. 100%. percent. Mm. John is a fucking strong man. He is a strong man. And, and he's a determined man. He, when we were in Ultimate Fighter, yes, Plain and simple. His striking sucks. His wrestling even sucks. His jiu-jitsu is not even very good. Like, he's, he's not really good at anything. But he was the first person in training, and he was always the last person there. He was always tackling that tree, and tackling that tree made him a tough man. All right? He, you cannot deny 
what the guy has done because you do not see all the effort that he's putting in. Give the guy fucking some support. Like, everyone's bashing the guy, bashing the guy, but... Like, like, what's it for? Like, what he's not into. I'm sure one day you're gonna see that guy get knocked the fuck out. Like, you will see John Gunther get knocked out surely in his next three fights, right? And when he gets knocked out and he's on the highlight reels, and you guys are saying how cool that is, don't say how cool it is the guy that got knocked him out. Have some feeling for the guy that just got knocked out as well. Like, he he's he's given up his blood for other people's entertainment. You know, and and people hate on that, and I just, I'm not yeah. a hater on people. You know, um, is is John a great fighter? No, you know, does he deserve to be in the UFC? 150%. You know, he got himself there. Whether it was the mustache, whether it was the people that he beat, he got himself there, and he deserved it. Everyone's saying he was he was Stipe's boy and and all this shit. And yeah, that is true. But he didn't get in based off fucking Steve Miocic. Go look at his record and you'll see who he's beaten. You know, he he's beaten a guy that they're fucking plugging, plugging big on the contender series. I forgot the guy's name, but he's only lost. He was like 5-0. and He's one of Matt Serra's guys. The only loss that he had ever had was to John Gunther. How did he lose? He punched the crap out of John for two rounds. Yeah, gassed out and lost in the third round. You're going to hate on John for coming back? Uh, like, it was one of the most epic comebacks that I've ever seen. How can you hate on that man for that? For sure. You know, give the guy praise. Now, who do you, after you watched the, the Ultimate Fighter finale, who do you think had the best performance? Of the finale of, fighter? Of, the, of, your, you know, of, the, of your castmates. <sighs> um, apart from, okay. Um, Luis Pena obviously had a great performance. Um, you know, I think that he did well to get back up against Richie, do well to land the strikes, and Richie didn't really like the striking, and we knew that it was kind of going to go like that. Um, that fight kind of turned out how I thought, but I didn't think that it would be a submission finish. Um, so I think that Luis fucking performed really, really well, but I think the two fighters that put on the best fight together was um, Tyler and Bryce. Mm. I think that they had a great back and forth fight. Um, I feel like it it was super close. Uh, Could have gone either way. I th- I feel like um, if it went to Tyler, I wouldn't have been able to like contest it. I think feel like those guys really put it on, and I I feel like Tyler dramatically improved from his last fight against Jay. Um, then there was a fight between um, Jay and Brad which went exactly how I, I pictured it. I knew that Jay would get dropped with a left hook multiple times, probably, or like a couple times, because I knew he, was, he would be open to that. And that is Brad's favorite punch, the left hook. And um, I was, I'm surprised that Brad didn't finish him, but you know, Brad did what he needed to do to win. The fight with Mike and um, Joe was a little bit frustrating to watch. Um, it it was frustrating to watch because because Trezano is good, but uh, I feel like he just didn't back himself in that situation. I feel like he, if he really really put it on, he could have manhandled um, Joe a little bit more. Like Joe's a real tricky fighter. He's got those cool chokes that you really got to watch out for as well. And um, I think he's got like a cool, like I like his movement. I like how he moves. He slaps. He kicks. 
you know, he does that well, but uh, I feel like he hasn't developed yet into like a mature bodied fighter. Um, and he, and he kind of got bullied around in that situation, but Mike never really stole it. Mm. You know, my favorite fight was the fight between Tyler and Bryce. Um, my favorite moment would be the last like 10 seconds of the Gunther and Alan fight when Alan was just running at him and like swinging and going at it. That was my favorite moment. But, um, I think out of all the people that performed, um, Bryce and Tyler would probably be, be the best guys. Um, Katona had a shutout, in my opinion. Um, Trezano could have like run away with it a bit more, but he didn't. And it sucked to kind of see Joe kind of lose the way he did because, like, I, I thought that Mike would win, but I, I like Joe. He's a super nice guy. He's a super cool kid. And uh, I think that he's got a bright future as well. Yeah, um, Bryce and uh, Tyler's fight, I thought that that was a perfect example of a fight that should have been a draw. Like, yeah, they need to have I, more draws in the UFC. I don't understand why they, they have to choose a winner. You know, like, yeah. yeah, it's you need it for your record or whatever, but I think a draw, I don't know. I don't see nothing wrong with a draw, man. Like, I, I don't either. I don't either. Like, some people are like, oh, man, it, it should. Oh, you know, it's, there has to be a winner and all this shit. But, right, the way I look at it, if it goes to a decision, right, sometimes... One guy, yeah, might not have deserved to lose, but the other guy didn't really deserve to win. Yeah. You kind of get what I'm trying to say? So it's like, did you finish your fight? No. Right. Did you deserve to win this? Uh, maybe not. You know, did that guy deserve to lose? No. Or probably should be a draw, you know? Like, um, Katona's fight, it was a decision, but that was like a decision that was like, yeah, he won that fight. Like, you give it to I think Katona's one was like 10-8, 10-8. 10-9 or 10-9, 10-8, 10-8. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, yeah. But we saw that. Like, like Jay did a great job to beat beat Tyler. But Jay beat Tyler how I said I'd beat Tyler. You withstand the storm mm -hmm. of him coming out early, you know, and then you keep walking out and then he's going to shoot for panic shots. And he's not going to get the shots because he doesn't set them up. And then he gasses out and you keep attacking the body and eventually you'll get him. Yeah, um, like Luis, he did a great job. He showed like that the fight between him and Trezano should happen. And basically that will probably be the real winner of the ultimate fighter. Uh, even though think, Mike Trezano won, I think he still needs to prove that he could beat Luis yeah. to kind of be like the king of the division. Trezano is fucking super confident that he'd beat Luis. He was on my team and he wanted to fight Luis. He is super confident. I won't give away too much of his game plan, but he he'd spoken specifically about how he feels that he would beat Luis. And I, I think that a lot of people in the MMA world will think it's a shutout. And I think that Luis is, is more of an X-factor fighter. I feel like he is. I think he's he's got cool striking, but I think he's kind of there to be hit. You know, he's tough. He's got some pretty good jiu-jitsu. And he can wrestle as well. But so can, so can Mike. Um, I think that it would be a super close fight between the two. I don't think it would, it would be a shutout. And um, I'd, I'd love to see that fight, you know. Yeah. Gianetti, he seemed like he was too nervous. He, he, 
it happens. And he, he put up a status about it. I don't know if you guys follow him on, uh, on Instagram, but follow him on Instagram. He, um, you could see when he walked in, he had like tears in his eyes and he was looking up at the lights and he was crying. And I remember watching that. And, and when I watched that, I, I said to myself instantly, he's lost his fight. Mm. I said to myself instantly, he's lost his fight. Why? He had the same look that my brother had when he fought John Moraga. It's a look of disbelief at times. Like, how the fuck did I, can you believe it? I got here, you know? They were so drawn into that moment that they never got to express exactly who they are. Um, I seen that look and I, I knew at that moment that he had forgotten about his opponent that was standing in front of him. Um, but I think that the result was always going to be the same. I think that Mike was always going to win that fight. You know? I, I hope Joe gets another chance. I, he will. Joe will get another chance to, to fight. Um, you know, and I, I hope they don't make Joe versus Gunther again. <laughs> Just, like, give Gunther someone else. Like, give Gunther to, like, Devin Powell. Devin, Devin Powell is shit. Devin Powell is, like, ugly as well. Like, he's, like, a super ugly guy. Like, I'm talking about his face. So, like, put the towel to fight fucking, like, John Gunther. The the handsomest man in the lightweight division versus the ugliest man in the lightweight division. Now, I think Joe Giannetti versus uh, Luis Pena is actually a pretty interesting matchup. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's weird, though. It is so weird. Like, like look, I now I'm like I I want the ultimate fighter guys to stop fighting each other. I want to see how they go against other guys. That's true. That's true too. Like the thing is, like we had we thought we had a good idea of who would win, who wouldn't win, and then obviously we watch the fights and it never turns out the way it does because like, it's the ultimate fighter. And I'm sure a lot of people would want to see how people would have gone with other people in the house, but they've made these guys have made it into the UFC. They're now classified under under people that have won in the UFC. Um, I want to see how they perform with with other guys. Like, um, there's so many lightweights, there's so many featherweights, and there's so many guys to fight. Um, you know, like like Joe Giannetti, right? But like, I I think even even Luis Pena versus fucking Devin Powell would be a good fight. You know, I think Luis would smoke him. But uh, I think that that's a good fight too because I realized that Devin was fucking calling out Gunther as well or some shit. Right. Man. Why do you want to call out Gunther, man? Like, leave Gunther alone. Let him do his thing. Motherfuckers. Right. Don't call out Gunther. Like, sorry, but it's a weak call out. Like, (laughs) it is a weak call out. Like, if, if the UFC offered me to fight Gunther tomorrow, I would do it. But I would never, ever in my life say, hey, who do you want to fight? I want to fight Gunther. Oh, fucking grow a set of nuts. Like, if you're going to choose someone, like, choose someone who, who is, is good. Like, you know, I, there's a lot of the guys in that Ultimate Fighter house that will do um, great against other UFC guys, you know? I just, I just want to see more of them, more of them go, you know? Uh, Richie Smullen recently signed with Bellator. Right after he lost to, uh, did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Oh, he did sign with Bellator. Oh, yeah. shit. So he, he, 
But that just makes me think that the, the guys in the finale that lost, apart from the the final fights, like Joe Giannetti versus... Those guys got cut. So I'm assuming Alan Zaniga got cut. Mm. I'm assuming... Um, uh, well, Richard Smullen did get cut. Um, and then you've got Tyler, who honestly, I hope he, I hope he doesn't get cut from the UFC. I don't think he deserves to, to mm. get cut. I think that he has got, he's got a bright future as well. So I hope he doesn't get cut. I hope he's around long enough for me and him to fight. Um, you know, and who, who else lost? Those are the guys: Zuniga, Diamond, uh, uh, Jay. You know- Jay. So, you know, Jay and what's uh, Jay and Joe, you know, I, they're going to get another fight. If they lose that fight, they'll probably get cut too. Oh, okay. Uh, that's just kind of how, like, the mold has kind of worked with Ultima Fighter in the past. Yeah. Um, I knew that whoever lost in the – because we signed a contract that's for one fight for the finale. Right? We all signed that contract. Then we signed a separate contract for four fights. We've already signed UFC contracts. Mm. We've already done all this shit, right? And it kind of becomes up to them which one they put into play. When you fight in the finale and you're not a part of the final thing, they go off that one fight base. And that's why you, they don't get paid from Reebok. That's why they're not wearing Reebok. They still get their Reebok kits and stuff, but they never got paid from Reebok uh, as far as I'm aware. And I'm pretty sure we were told we were going to get paid from Reebok if yeah. we were in the finale. So, um, yeah, I think a few of the guys have been cut. A few got spots have obviously opened up. And, yeah. Now, moving on, your coaches fought. And DC uh, became the champ champ. Yeah, that, champ. Was, that was, hey, man, I was shocked. I didn't expect it to happen like that. Yeah, and the that. punch wasn't even like a wind-up punch. It was in the clinch. It was just yeah. perfect placement. Perfect timing. What did you think of all that when you were watching it, man? Damn. <laughs> it was a fucking... It was a sweet knockout. You can't take nothing away from, from DC. Yeah. I didn't expect it. I, I, I chose I chose Stipe to win. And I just thought that the, the size was like going to be real epic. But I guess the size of fucking Stipe's fucking head couldn't run away from DC's fist. You know, I'd seen um, Stipe spa, and he is fucking he's pretty quick for a big guy. He moves well for a big guy in boxes. But one thing that I, I said to the other guys is he's there to be hit. And I knew that he wouldn't come into that fight with the same respect that he had for Francis Ngannou. Mm. And I feel like that is what uh, – what lost him the fight. I feel like if he stuck to a game plan a little bit more like that fight against Ngannou, I know that they're two completely different fighters and styles, um, but I feel like he just didn't respect the power of, of DC. And he got caught with a short hook that, you know, it didn't even look like anything. But, you know, at, at that weight, when you're like 100 plus kilos, you know, it doesn't take a lot for you to put someone out, you know. If I got punched by fucking... Francis Ngannou, I think I'd actually die. Like I th- I'm not even kidding. I think that if he punched me in the fucking face, I would definitely have to get like a facial reconstruction, but I'd probably die. Those guys are fucking heavy human beings. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? We've got 
a guy at our gym, Darwin Sagar, who could kill a man with his bare hands. Imagine if Darwin Sagar was 105 kilos, 110 kilos. These guys are fucking superhumans compared to the rest of the world. So, If Darwin Sagar was 105 kilos, he would be Mark Hunt, basically. <laughs> if Sagar stays at Bantamweight, he would fucking still knock out heavyweights in the UFC. He'd be like Melvin um, Manhoof back in Pride and shit. I'm telling you, man, you cannot take what that man has got. John Lineker would be running scared. What's the what's the update on Darwin anyways? Is he supposed to fight at Aftershock for the belt or what's going on with that shit? Yeah, so we've got Aftershock for the belt um, against like a tough fighter that he's the only person that would fucking fight him in Australia. Kyron Moses. Like, if you haven't noticed, no one jumps up and says, who would have fought Darwin? You know, I don't suggest anyone says that, but fucking no one does that. Um, you know, he he's also got a fight on Hex. Um, can't announce the opponent or anything yet, but he's got a fight on Hex. The UFC know that he is ready. He has got a, a, a UFC get out clause in, in any of those of those fights. They'll re- release him and and let him fight. You know, he's one hundred percent gunning for the UFC. We have had offers from everywhere else. Had offers from everywhere else. And it, it just comes down to timing. Um, you can't just say, oh, this guy, right now, he has, why isn't the UFC signed him? Uh, it's a business and they've got to like time things like this a little bit. Um, and Darwin's opportunity will come around. I'm hoping it, it's soon. I hope he doesn't even have to fight locally again because I really don't want to see anyone else get fucking harmed the way he if he harms someone in the UFC, I'm like, ah, oh, shit. At least they're getting paid a little bit. You know, fuck getting fucking hit by Darwin on the local <laughs> circuit. It's just not worth it. If you talk to anyone that has trained with Darwin, especially recently, they'll all say the same thing. Fucking find me one fucking person that will talk shit about Darwin, and I guarantee you they'll get slept. You know, he he's number the number one pound for pound hitting hardest hitting man in Australian MMA. Easily, right? He is by far the most. Should I say? I wouldn't say entertaining, but I, I said I would say thrilling. You know the way he puts people away. It, like people don't have what he has. He has a gift that needs to be seen at the rest of the world. You know, if you haven't seen on my social media, I've been I've been plugging it. You know, I've been like, ah, oh, trying to get that one to fight and all this stuff and trying to get him into the UFC and and we'll get him there and he's going to get there because he's he's going to run through everyone here. Well, you know? there's a, there's a few UFC cards coming up in the, on this side of the world. There's one in China. China. Put us yeah. against Listen, I'm telling you right now, put Darwin against anyone right now. And hey, it it's I'm not one of those guys that are like, oh, this guy cannot lose or whatever. I guarantee you right now, no one will stand. No one will fucking bang. And if anyone stands and bangs with that one, they will get put to fucking sleep. China, Australia, whatever card it is, send this motherfucker to America. Send this guy to the Contender Series. Whatever you want to see us do, right, he'll do. He will fucking murk people. I can't speak highly enough for the guy. Right. And and not just because he's like not because I'm his coach. Right. And that sounds stupid because I'm again I'm a twenty five year old kid and he's a thirty five year old man. You know. Um but that guy is just he's a freak of nature. 
Xanax hands needs to be seen by everyone. Like, you tell me one fighter that doesn't want to, that wouldn't want to see him fight in the UFC. A hater. Even haters are too scared to talk shit about him. <laughs> you know, if, 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 if it was me, I'm sure everyone would fucking say something, you know? But because it's him, no one fucking whispers a word. No one talks shit. No one says nothing, right? I remember one time fucking, I think someone wrote on my Instagram, oh, look how fucking short he is. And I said, you'll see how fucking tall he is when you're on your fucking back, you know? But Ed, I'm putting an open call out. I, I, I hope, I hope someone in the UFC's 135-pound division will actually say Darwin's name and say that they will fight him. No one will do it. No one will do it. Everyone will look at the fucking video and realize they're going to get fucking slept. No one will do it. John Lineker has seen my post on, on, uh, on Twitter. He's fucking liked them or like put a little love heart on them, but he's never fucking responded. And really, they don't have to respond, right? I'd, I wouldn't want to get slept by someone that's just coming into the UFC either. But please, show me one man in the UFC right now that will say, I'll fucking fight him right now, right? And I guarantee you, if that guy does sign the dotted line, that one will fucking put that guy to sleep, whoever well, it is. The thing is, like, if you're in the UFC, like, you're, you you wouldn't call somebody out that's not in the UFC, basically. It, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's please. not logical to do that because if you did that and you got knocked the fuck out, then you would look, you would get cut the next fucking day. That's what would happen to you. But, but, if, but if you're super confident, yeah. right, if you're that confident in your skills, you'll do it anyway. You'll be like, fuck this little guy, I'll fuck him up. I'm telling you, he will be the best fighter, the best MMA fighter to ever come out of the fucking Philippines since Mark Munoz. All right, let's move on to uh, some, some comments that you have made recently on Twitter. Go. And it's gotten some, you know, some, some attention. Let me read it to you because I don't know if, you know, let me just read it because people are listening. If you're a fighter complaining about fighter pay, then you're a fucking idiot to begin with. If you get paid 50K, it's your responsibility to make that money work for your lifestyle. Stop comparing MMA to boxing where we aren't there yet. Don't like it. Don't fight. Hashtag simple. Now, I'm thinking that this is a little dig at uh, Cody Garbrandt and his comments. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it's 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 it is like I think Cody's um like Cody's interviews this week have kind of maybe like sparked the idea in my in my head. But I, I'm I'm hearing it like it's getting more and more and more and more. And then everyone sees Cody complaining, and then Demetrius starts talking shit. And then all these fighters are like complaining, but as far as I'm concerned, I'm looking at Cody. He's driving a fucking brand new fucking Mercedes Benz, probably worth upwards of a hundred grand. He just got flown in on embedded on a fucking private jet, right? And he was complaining that he had to take a fight, you know, because his fight before that or his fight, he needed the 200 grand. Or no, his fight before that, he only got paid 200 grand or some shit like that. And he's like, I have a, I have a, a mortgage, I have a this, I have a that. Motherfucker, if you fucking are earning 200 grand, you should be able to live off that firstly. And then fighters are like, oh, but I gotta pay my gym. I gotta pay my manager. I gotta pay. Hey, you signed the contract with your manager. It's your problem. You, again, decide how much you fucking pay to your fucking gym. Right, 
Everyone calls fucking TJ a sellout for going to somewhere else where he was getting paid. He made a smart fucking business move. All these guys are complaining that, like, look, do you, do you get it? These guys complain, these fighters complain that they are paying their, their coaches and their teams and their managers, but they will constantly talk and praise them and be like, yeah, loyalty, 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 all this shit. Would they be loyal to you if you weren't paying them? Do you know what I mean? They, they, everyone's going besides the point of what the fuck's going on. We are getting paid more in the UFC than anywhere else in the world. Like at entry level. Show me an entry level guy on, on any other promotion that, that's getting paid even 10 to 10. Not, not many, if any. You know, yes, there are the, the rare occasions, you know. But in the UFC, you have the option, uh, not the option, you have the ability to work your way up if you're winning. Yeah, and you're promoting yourself and selling it, and there's money to be made. Now, everyone's like, oh, yeah, get off Conor McGregor's dick. No, it is not about that. Numbers do not lie, right? Everyone watches him, and he earns that. Don't ask for Conor McGregor money if you're not going to bring those same numbers to the fucking table. Sorry to say it, Mighty Mouse, as great of a fighter as he is, he, I think he is one of the greatest of all time, and he will go down as one of the greatest of all time. But he's not a draw card like... Um, Conor McGregor you are only as important as the person that is watching you you are only as important as the person that is watching you that's it then that's just my I'm a fighter saying this exact same thing but I see the other ends of it as well I've promoted as well I've I, I own a gym as well I, I do all the all these things and you have to be a little bit realistic right how, how can people go and complain about all this or how can how can people like that fucking bitch leslie smith right go and complain about the ufc and talk all this shit about them and then still collect money from them you know you're signing a contract and you're agreeing on something and then you're complaining about it bitch if you didn't like the contract in the first place don't sign that fuck off you know your contract was up you should be happy that they even let you finish your fucking contract and then you you think that you're entitled to another contract bitch you're not promoting the company in a positive way why should they back you why should they help you why should they continue to give you a fucking platform why should they fucking continue to pay pay you right when you're just talking shit about them all the time like okay Fighters are like, oh yeah, we're we're independent contractors and and we deserve more. We deserve our health rights and all this fucking shit. I I fought many times for free for nothing, and I'm sure a lot of fighters have fought for free and for nothing. Why did they do it? I don't know. You tell me why did why for the did, platform why did, I, for the platform to build up their name. It, I fought as an, I fought, you know, my first amateur fight, my first amateur fight, right? I made 1500 bucks. I was like, how the fuck did I make 1500 bucks in my first amateur fight? I sold a buttload of tickets. I sold a shitload of tickets. I was like, wow, look at all this fucking money I made in my first amateur fight. And then I did that off ticket sales. I didn't get like paid a purse, but people wanted to watch me fight. So I got paid that much. After that, I think I fought countless times in even amateurs where I didn't get paid. I fought in fucking Bangla Stadium for fucking 4,000 baht, which I don't even know how much that might be like fucking 120 bucks. Do you know what I mean? Like it's nothing. And I didn't care. 
Why? Because I had a passion for fighting. I had a, a drive for fighting. I liked it, you know? Um, you know, and then everyone thinks, okay, we get to the UFC, now we're entitled to something. No, you're still getting more than what you got before. Be humble, shut up, keep working, and then if you keep working your way up, you're going to make some money. And if you don't, really, it wasn't for you. Go think of something else. Too many fighters these days are banking on, on their fight careers. If I wanted to make money, I would do something very different to, make, to, to fighting. I could have done a lot of things in my life. I could have invested my money in a lot of other places other than my gym. I could have invested a lot of other in any other businesses i had enough I, I i built enough for myself to go and open up any business that i wanted to i chose to do this knowing that it isn't the highest paying sport i i did this knowing that it, it is hard to encourage people to do mma and mixed martial arts but really i'd rather live a life where i'm passionate about what i do these fighters now are like, oh, I'm getting fucking brain damage for fucking nothing. Fucking move your head. Don't get punched in the head. Like, dude, like, you know what I mean? Like, we know what we're getting ourselves into, you know? And then everyone is so fucking scared to say it because everyone's like, oh, you, you're kissing up. Oh, I, people would be like, oh, I remember Leslie fucking said it. She was like, oh, yeah, fucking, um, you keep fucking sucking Dana's dick. I couldn't give a fuck about that. I am being logical here. You know, like I said, we knew what the fuck we were getting into. Right? We know what the fuck, the, we knew what the pay was. And if you haven't noticed, the pay is going up all the time. The, and why is it getting, it, it getting taken up? And why are all of a sudden people saying they don't want to fight anymore? Why? Because Conor McGregor's earning it? Motherfucker, do what he's doing and then you'll fucking earn that money. Do you, you know think I mean? that... Um... Do you think that Conor McGregor, him coming in and making the money that he has made in the past, it kind of flipped the switch on a lot of these fighters? Because I don't think a lot of fighters were complaining about the money before that. No one was complaining about the money. Now all of a sudden, Ally Quinta wants fucking Conor McGregor money. You know, like, or fucking even, even Khabib. Uh, look, I don't think Khabib really cares about it. He doesn't really complain. I'm sure his manager might complain, but he doesn't complain because all he cares about is fucking being the champion. You know, he he's. I'm sure Khabib is well looked after. Well looked after. Hey, Kane Velasquez hasn't fought in years. Has not fought in years. Do you think he's struggling? I don't think so. No, he's. I think he's gonna get into WWE or some shit. I think I saw some shit about. He will too, but. Kane's not complaining, and Kane hasn't fought for years. Hey, if I get paid 100 grand from the UFC, and if I blow that in the next six months, that is my fault. That is my problem. You, uh, you know, what's that saying that they have? You can't have a million-dollar dream on a uh, minimum wage work ethic or some shit? Yeah, yeah. Along those lines. Well, fuck, if you're only making $50,000, you live your lifestyle to $50,000. Well, you know if I mean? you look at a lot of these people that live a regular life, they don't even make $50,000 a year. They're making like half that. Average. Yeah, and then, and then they're like, oh, but we get taxed this much. Everyone gets taxed. Yeah. Sorry. It's, it's just, it's how the world works. Like, I don't like it. I'm sure you don't like if you were getting taxed, but it, that's how the world works, you know? So we can't complain about that. That, is, that has got nothing to do with the UFC.
that has got nothing to do with the UFC at all. Um, and then you've got the guys that are like, okay, oh, I've got to pay 20% to my manager. Okay, I know managers that take far less than that. I, I've got guys on my contract that take less than that as well. Um, you know, and they kind of come up with that deal. You know, I know guys, I know fighters that are paying their managers 40%, you know? But that's God damn, 40%? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 my fault. I know, I'm I've, just I've, saying, that's fucking, 20% is crazy, but 40 fucking percent. So I know, I'll not name a name. I'll not name a name. But I know someone who takes, I know a coach, and I, I believe this is wrong. Wrong and right, maybe. I don't know. I'm not in the situation, so I can't really comment. But it just sounds a bit iffy to me. I know someone who's making, let's say, 40 and 40, 50 and 50. That person's coach takes 50% of the money. Fuck. Yeah. And this guy is like, you'd be very surprised. The coach takes 50% of his money. The coach says to him, what he does with the money, instead of paying his manager and the coach and everything, um, he says to him, oh, well, we're going to use, uh, uh, like, I'll take the money out of this for your camp as well. So we'll bring sparring partners around or we'll bring in certain coaches, and work specifically on you. And the money, the 50% that I take is going to be reinvested into your fight camp. Um, you know, and all, and all this bullshit. And, like, when I heard that, I was like, oh, man, like, that's messed up. Well, it, again, there's a lot a of fucked up shit happening with coaches and fighters and managers and that little, that little triangle right there that's going on. Because I've heard so many stories about coaches being there, being a fighter's manager at the same fucking time, which is a weird thing, you know, in itself. Yeah, it's man, not, like, it's fucked. Look. There's been look. There, I'm not. I'm not one of those coaches that says no because I'm. I'm paid for for what I do as well. I don't do any of this for free. Right? I'm paid for what I do, but I. I never get more than what is not owed to me. I never do get more than what is justified. If someone's earning like say fucking thirty, forty thousand dollars, and you're taking even thirty percent of that, that's fucking a big chunk of change. You know what I mean? If if you're a local fighter and you're getting paid 1200 bucks and you take 200 bucks out of that, right. As a coach, it ends up being like something like 15%. That's like, that is usually like kind of what we take. Do you know what I mean? We end up like with like $150 or $200 in our fucking pocket, which is really nothing. Cause we, we, we fly over, like I've gone to fucking Manila, you know, I've gone to fucking Korea. I've gone all around these places and really the return of what I've gotten has been the money that I've spent that I've been there, you know, yeah. going be and stuff like that. And people would say, Oh, well, some coaches would be like, Oh, well, what about for this? Or what about for that? I've never cared as long as my trips are paid for. Do you know what I mean? Like that yeah. was always enough for me. If I had a fighter that like had was earning twenty thirty thousand dollars and I was taking twenty percent of his money before, like say for instance, I was taking twenty percent of his money when he was pay, getting paid one thousand one thousand. I was taking twenty percent of that before, so it would end up being two hundred if only if he fought, two hundred more if he won. So I ended up taking four hundred dollars out of that 
that's still a big chunk of change. Mm-hmm. But when that turns into 20 and 20, 30 and 30, and people are still taking 20% of that, of that money and it's gone through the roof, but really you're doing the same amount of work, it's not fair. Like that's me as a coach saying, yeah. to, that's better to do to a fighter, you know? Um, and, and that's where this whole thing goes wrong. This is, that is where everything goes wrong with all these fighters because coaches are asking for more, right? Which makes the fighters then want to ask for more, yeah, which makes them put pressure on the thing. This all comes, this all starts from in-house. This all starts with fighters who are turning around and saying, well, fucking, I've got to pay my manager and I've got to fucking pay, pay my, my coach, right? Or that's fine. Or you're training at a gym that charges this much for this much what are they actually doing for you break it down yeah break it down break down your actual price and see what you should actually be paying someone some guys are better off better off paying coaches for privates like as in one-on-one training say fifty dollars for like their pad session and shit like that once or twice a week rather than pay them 20 percent at the end of a fucking at a fight camp when they're earning 30 and 30 like it's crazy like an, a six or eight week fight camp to, to earn that much money as a as a coach you know these guys are still plugging your gym these guys are still promoting you these guys are still taking you somewhere that you would have never gone before mm. uh, like money is in my opinion is the root of all evil you know, well that's I, where um sponsorship comes in too don't you think like if you're smart if you have a good manager you wouldn't have to pay for all that shit you would be getting sponsored for all that shit too at, it's at, at a certain level though like we're talking about a cody garbrandt level you know what i mean like you have a physiotherapist you have cryo chambers and you have these fucking shots that you're taking from you know russia and and there's medical treatments from germany and that should be all taken care of if you really you know the ufc should take care of it or you should be sponsored for all that shit, right? Like, if you're at that level, you have that platform. I've got, I've got, I've got a, a a pro fighter of mine, yeah. I've got a pro fighter of mine who is, uh, and uh, I didn't find him these sponsors. He found these sponsors. He's got a cryo place where he does all his cryo, does it for free. They do it for him twice a week, yeah, and it's free of charge. He has two separate restaurants that sponsor him and pay him per fight and he eats there for free also um what else does he have oh he also has like a like a barber shop that sponsor him um so he gets his haircut for free you know he he's gathered all these sponsors to make his lifestyle far easier and far cheaper Mm. you know now, is he in the UFC? No. So do people want to come and hand him five thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars a time? No. But he has made his sponsorships work for his lifestyle. Right? And that is where all these other fighters, they're like, Oh, well, I want a sponsor, I'm in the UFC, I want fifty thousand a year. Well, sometimes it's not that easy. You know, so you, you can't you can't just expect everyone to give you fifty thousand dollars because you're a UFC fighter. I don't know. Everyone just keeps feeling like they're entitled to something. No, you are not entitled to anything. Hard work is what will get you there. And, and loyalty will get you there as well. You know, all these guys that are like, oh, well, I've got to fucking pay fucking 20% to this gym. How much did your last gym charge you? Nothing. 
Oh, why don't you stay at that gym? I want more training partners. Oh, so now you're paying 20% for your training partners. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, you, you're pay, you wanted a service, so you have to pay for it. Yeah. You, you decided to leave here yeah, to make better your career. You can't get angry at someone for that. You can't expect for the UFC to fucking pay for that. That was your choice. Conor McGregor never left his gym. You know? Conor McGregor, then why? Because through his hard work, people started saying, I want to train with the champ. People started flying from around the world to fucking train with him. You know? You, you need to be your own fucking hero. You need to stop. Everyone needs to stop going somewhere and searching for fucking answers. You know? And realize the answer is within themselves. The answer is within us. We choose to do this. We choose to fight. We choose to put our foot into that fucking octagon. So when something goes wrong... Who has to fucking deal with it? Not the UFC. We have to fucking deal with it. Yeah. Every all these fighters, fucking bitching and fucking complaining. They 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 just think that they're entitled to something that they're fucking not. No one deserves fucking shit. No one. I don't care if you're a fucking UFC fighter. You're not. You don't deserve anything more than anyone else. Well, you think even UFC compared to fucking Bellator, right? You think just because you're a UFC fighter, you deserve something more than that fucking Bellator fighter? No. Go out and fucking get it. You know. However that means getting it. Whether you got to fight someone, whether you got to promote yourself, go and fucking get it. Don't worry about it. Nothing's ever fucking handed to you. You know, everyone's asking for fucking handouts. Everyone's asking for fucking Conor McGregor money. Everyone's fucking asking for more fucking money. The guys asking for fucking more money are the ones in fucking private eh, jet planes still fucking doing their eyebrows and fucking all this shit. <laughs> uh, hey, you know, like, oh. you know what promotion the, the stars don't complain about their money? Bellator. You ever really seen Bellator fighters complain about their money? Not really. Yeah, because a second-tier fucking fighter shouldn't complain about their money. You know? Fuck. Sorry. Right? Why the fuck would they complain about their money? They're not good enough to be in the UFC, so they can't com complain about it. And yes, there are fighters in Bellator that are getting paid more. I'm not saying there's not. But there's also fighters on Bellator that still have to sell tickets to fight on the fucking show. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're not. There, there are still fighters that are fucking selling hundreds of tickets to fight on the show. They are told from Bellator, if you do not sell 100 tickets, you, we cannot put you on the show. Yes, it is in their local thing. But I don't think the UFC has ever done that. No. The UFC has never made anyone fucking hustle for that. Never. Never. So all, 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 all these guys that are fucking talking shit, right, they... Like, I, I don't, just don't see where it's all fucking coming from. They're all, like I said, they see $4 billion. They see the UFC got sold for an estimate, uh, like, they got sold for $4.2 That's not, like, that's public news. It got sold for $4.2 But why did it get sold for $4.2 That was an evaluation of what the UFC was worth. That wasn't actually what the UFC was worth. But I think yeah. a lot of people don't understand what that means. That's the problem. They just see okay. the number, and a lot of these dudes are not that smart. And you know, it's not just fighters; it's fans and whoever else is reading these articles that just see the four billion, and they just think like, "God damn, these motherfuckers got four fucking billion dollars." But really, they don't got four billion; they just lost four billion dollars. How, how, how many fights? How many? You know, when um, Conor McGregor and uh, Floyd Mayweather fought, how many fights were on the undercut? I don't know, like four maybe? I don't, I don't even know, man. There was like four, I think, on the undercut. So that means that that's a five-five card. How much did the person at the bottom get paid? 
I think they got paid like twelve hundred or some shit like that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And what do they get paid twelve hundred dollars for? They got paid twelve hundred dollars to go and get fucking smoked. Yeah. Like some guy that was fucking probably like eight and six with like fucking four knockouts coming off four knockouts, just fought some twelve and no young kid for fucking twelve twelve hundred bucks. But no one talks shit about that. Yeah. Why? Because, oh, boxing's always been like this. Oh, but, or why? Because they all get drained out by the fucking main event. Yeah. The, the UFC is putting on 13 fight cards. 13 fight cards on regular. The bottom, the scale, the scum, the people on the fight pass prelims, all the people that no one even cares to fucking watch fight, still getting paid more than those fucking boxes. They're still getting paid 10 and 10, right? I will show you fucking Bellator fighters that are paying, fighting for 500 $500. Well, even Bellator, their scale is much, the gap is much wider than, than the UFC is, if you look at it. Because, you know, if you look, I'm pretty sure if they revealed how much Rory McDonald or Gegard Mousasi is getting paid, it's probably the same level as some of these champions in the UFC. Yeah. So, you know, but it's only the UFC because the UFC is, it's not, people just think of the UFC as the sport, but it's not the sport. It's just the, UFC, the, the brand, the it's a franchise. Hey, and it's, and it's a fucking, and it's a business. Yeah. It is. A, the UFC is not like, again, I'm not here trying to kiss her ass, but the UFC is not here to... The UFC is not here to fucking just uh, build up every fighter and give them all the money that they fucking want. It's a fucking business. It's a biz and businesses are meant to make money. If they're not making money, they're not worth their time and they won't be around. So all these people that are trying to fucking sue the UFC, let's. What are you gonna have when the UFC is gone? Ryzen, they put two or three events on a year, the great events, but they're not paying nowhere near the UFC. I've seen nah. them. Nah. I've seen it. They'll pay the Japanese people, the Japanese fighters, good money, but you know, it is what it yeah. is. Pay the, it, and that's it. Why? Because they they look out for their own. Yeah, they look out for their own. We can't rip on the UFC for fucking selling for four point two. People, I this was the scummiest fucking thing I ever seen. People complained about fucking Dana White throwing a million dollar party for fucking his son. Hey, if I had 300 million, I would have done the fucking same thing. I would have thrown a million dollar party for my son and I would have said fuck you to everyone who didn't like it. Hey, people are complaining about somebody treating their son, treating their son well, like giving them the best they, they can give them. Who does not want to fucking do that for their son? You know what I mean? Like, come on. People are just like, they will attack anything. It's like the, it's the TMZ generation right now. The TMZ generation. Dana White is a father. You know, it doesn't, like, but regardless of everything else, he's a fucking father. So he's going to do whatever the fuck he, he can for his son. You know? Oh, well, he's also that. an Eskimo brother. He is an Eskimo brother. <laughs> uh, fucking, he's many things. I, he's many things. Well, Oh, you know what? There's these these Eskimo brothers. There's more than just Brendan Schaub and fucking Dana White. Oh, there's Eskimo brothers all over the MMA community. I know oh, of no. many and many and many, all over the fucking place, like co had, across continents. Huh? 
Eskimo brothers across continents. They're just like waving at each other from their lands and shit. You know, everybody knows. Legit legit question to you. Mm -hmm. What would, what would, like, if the UFC wasn't around, could you, could you invest your money into putting another promotion on? If I had the money, I, I probably would. Yeah, yeah, if you had the money. Yeah, I now, would. How many, how many people around the world do you think that are really going to do that, though? How many people are going to invest it? Because I haven't seen anyone invest the type of money that the UFC have. The Fatita brothers who built the UFC, they gambled with their money. Yeah. You know? Why shouldn't they reap the benefits of it? We didn't, we didn't put the money forward for the UFC. We didn't, well, I don't, I'm not paying for the stage. I'm not paying for the cage. I'm not paying for all the fucking, the, all the workers. Uh, I'm not paying for, they, they put the money forward. You know, then that's what people forget. What was it, it was like a hundred million dollars or some shit like that. They lost in the beginning. Like, they lost something ridiculous. I'm not going to even say the number because I, I wouldn't, I would be hundred percent incorrect if I, mm-hmm. if I did say the number, but they invested the money into a company, into an idea, into a mm. dream, right? And they're getting ripped off for, for that dream paying off. You know what I mean? They'll go pay the fucking fighters. You, okay, all these people that are saying pay the fucking fighters, you go and invest fucking $10 million of yours, $20 million, $100 million of yours. You go and invest your fucking money and let's see what you, what you do with it. Let's see what you do with it. If you don't have the money, Shut the fuck up. If you do not have the money to put up, then shut the fuck up and let these guys that are, are doing this, the, the guys that are in charge of this business, let them just do their fucking thing. And find your lane. Find your lane, right? Let them do what yeah. they do and find your lane and find the best way for you to maneuver through their plan i guess their their goals or whatever they were trying to accomplish and attach yourself to something that's going on to to monetarily benefit in that system and i think that's the best that you can do because complaining about shit it's not going to help at the end of the day what what company do you go to and complain about shit all the time and get a get a a raise no company (laughs) that's what i'm saying you went to your fucking if you went to your boss you know, and you called your boss a fucking scumbag or this or that, or he's exploiting, or I've heard other fighters come out and say he's fucking the ring girls. Good on Dana White for fucking the ring girls. You know, if Dana White fucked the ring girls, good on you. If he fucked all the fighters, good on him. Guess who chose to do it? The ring girls. Guess who chose to do it? The fucking, the fighters. No one fucking put a gun to your head. No one did none of that shit. So same thing with the fighters. You know, no one put a gun to their head to fight. I fight because I want to fight, you know. And for all the people that will rip on me about this and hate me on this. And if I, if I fight in the UFC, I have one fight and I lose. And oh, oh, how much faith did the UFC show in you? Hey, guess what? It's not about that. They don't need to fucking show me faith. I need to fucking show what I've got to do. I don't need them to do anything for me. You know what I mean? If if they give me the opportunity, if they give a fighter the opportunity, you are the one who takes that step forward. You are the one who who does the rest of it. If you don't want to talk, if you don't like talking in front of a fucking camera, if you don't like promoting yourself, don't ask for more fucking money. 
You know, if you are not going to be turning heads, you can't ask for fucking more money. If you're fucking boring, shut the fuck up, fight your fight, get your fucking money, get the fuck out. You know, I'll but show this, you a million. But with this uh, money thing, it's like, it's all about finding your lane though. Like, cause GSP wasn't the most exciting fighter, but he found his lane and he became the most profitable fighter at that time you know at that yeah. moment that where he was the champion he was making ridiculous money everybody's like he's making millions and millions which when millions and millions was not really that possible for most fighters right at that time uh then you got conor mcgregor that comes in he's a different style but it's his circumstances his what he took advantage of of what he had to uh to excel himself right and you know what both those guys had though they had a country behind them that's right and look, that's completely right. They've got Canada fucking love GSP. Yeah. If like GSP was like a giant dick, Canada as a whole country would suck it. Yeah. <laughs> like they they support him. They love him. Look at the Irish fans. They go crazy. Look at the Russian fans for Khabib. They yeah. fucking love him. Look at the support that these guys put behind their countrymen. I, I'm I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted and ashamed of people in Australia who call themselves fight fans, but like the fighters lose one fight and they fucking rip on them or better yet. They don't like the fighter. So they don't talk, you know, it, to me when, as a, as a fight fan, anyone who was an Australian had my fucking support, mm. you know, but unfortunately Australia is not that type of country. Australia, everyone's got fucking tall poppy syndrome where if you're doing better than them, they fucking don't want to have any part of it. It's fucking disgusting and it's sick. You know, you've got all these millions. Oh, hold on. You've got that guy who, what's his fucking name? He just debuted in the UFC. That Abu Zaita guy. The first Moroccan to be in the UFC. Right? The mm -hmm. first Moroccan in the UFC. I think he grew up in Dubai and all this shit. Some super loaded guy i didn't even watch his fucking fight he has a million followers on uh, on instagram before he even made his ufc debut he had a million followers why because morocco backed him morocco loves him his country supports him right why isn't it like that in australia in australia you go to a local show you fight on a local thing they come up to you afterwards and like oh so what do you do oh yeah i'm a fighter yeah good on you mate you're a fucking sick cunt aren't you or they, they like start being fucking sarcastic. Like they start saying, well, you think you're cool because you're a fucking fighter? No, dickhead. That's what I fucking do. It's what I enjoy doing. You know, they don't support it. If in Russia, you tell someone you're a fighter, they automatically, they have a little bit more fucking respect for you. And they don't have to respect you, but you know, at least they're, they're showing, they're showing that respect. You know, Ireland, it, it's like the most manly thing to become a fucking boxer and, and a fighter. And I'm not saying that you have to support violence or whatever the fuck they think it is. But if someone in your country is doing something, you know, whether they fucking, uh, if there's some type of national sports star that can insp inspire someone, if, if, if they're a fighter, they can inspire the next generation of people to become better people. And that's what this is meant to be about. This is what martial arts is meant to be about. Mm. If you have someone that can support people to make them better people as well, you should support that fucking person. Right. And you know, like, I don't know. Well, uh, if, if you look at it, all the people, if you look at the fighters that are complaining about money, who are, who are the fighters complaining about money? American fighters. 
Think about it. Yeah, and, and they are. They, well, why are the American fighters complaining about money? Because American <laughs> fighters are just like you said in Australia. You explained. America only – there's no support for their fighters. You know, there is, but it's just like a – it's not the whole country. The whole country doesn't support their fighters. So in, in Australia, uh, so I heard that, like I was arguing, uh, well, I was, I was debating, I say, with um, mm. with one of my housemates at the time. Um, I, I, I was speaking to him, and he, he's American. I got Vince Murdoch, who's come out and he was staying with me, um, and he's training with us from Alpha Male, and. I was, uh, we were speaking about fighter pay and stuff like that. And I, I said it to him because I believe that the Americans do have that, uh, that, that would, I, would you say it's arrogance that they, they feel like they're entitled to more. And I said, why do you feel like you're entitled to more? Why? Because the, mm-hmm. people in the NBL, people that are in, uh, no, the NBA and all this shit, like they're earning millions and millions and millions of dollars. But you've got to realize how long these fucking sports have been around for. Mm. You know, the the UFC is going in the right direction. You know, we just got into ESPN. You know, I'm sure fucking basketball and all this shit has been on ESPN for years. You know, but they're like, oh, where does all this fucking money go for? We haven't been around for that long for all these guys to complain about the money. In Australia, in if you make it to the NFL, I think that like you'd probably be on like a million dollars a season or some shit at least, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, you'll be making the minimum. I think is two hundred fifty thousand a year a season, and that's fucking crazy money for sitting on the bench. Yeah, those are bench sitters. Now, do you think that they get what they're worth, or do you think some are overpaid? I guess I think they get what they're worth because you never know. They might play in a position where a guy that's getting paid ten million dollars a year. Yeah. Could play, could be playing in, right? So, but do you, but do you think, but do you think that some, like, you don't think that there's people in the the NFL that sit on that 250k and they never even play a game for the year, they just kick back. Do you think oh, they, they do? Yeah. Do you think they complain about the money? Oh hell no, hell no. Getting paid, and now do you think they 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 would? No, they don't want anyone to even fucking realize. In Australia, <laughs> do you know? Uh, if you play in the NRL, which is the National Rugby League, which is our national sport, which is our equivalent, our equivalent, and I say that with these, to the NFL. You know, it's a big superstar sport. And I've got friends that fucking have played in the NRL and all this shit. The minimum is, tw- uh, like the base rate is $20,000. What? $20,000 for a fucking season. And I know... I know a lot of people that are on that. They've These guys that are in NRL, like I said, it's the equivalent to – like the NFL is much bigger, but it's we're Australia. We're a smaller country. In the NRL, they get paid this. They still – they train four or five times a week, um, and but they still have jobs. They still have – they still have jobs. Do you know in the NRL in Australia, just kind of like um, the NBA, uh, like you know in the NBA, you have to go, do you have to go to college before you? Yeah, one year, one year. Yeah, you got to go to college, right? So in in the NRL in Australia, you have to go through a system usually, and it's usually through the the under twenties, the Toyota Cup and stuff. While you're doing that, they force you to study and they force you to get a degree. A degree. It could be anything. It could be plumbing, electrical, 
or whatever. They so they encourage you. So you Must have do. something. To, yeah. So you have something to do after fighting. Yeah. But really, I mean, after after playing rugby. But really, the reason why they're doing this is because they know that they're not going to earn that money that they mm-hmm. want to and retire off in the sport. So they they give them an extra train. Um, so th- that's their kind of way of like of dealing with it. So for us, you haven't heard any Australians complaining about money, and why haven't we complained about money? Because these things are fucking normal to us. You know, you you. No, I won't say you because you're fucking Asian. <laughs> but but Americans, right? You're like, oh well, this sports star gets paid this much and this much, and we're entitled to this much motherfucker have you seen what we're doing in this side of the fucking world we do this shit for nothing we do this shit out of love and fucking passion then we got all you guys riding around in your fucking jets and saying i'll cut an extra 10 pounds if you fucking pay me right motherfucker cut the extra 10 pounds and say you're the fucking greatest of all time you know say cut the extra 10 pounds to prove that you can fucking get that belt do you know what i mean for sure all of a sudden, people want to start asking for 100K more, 150K more, or fucking half a million dollars or a million dollars more. Get the fuck out of here. That's fucking ridiculous. You know? <laughs> we do this shit for nothing over here. You know? And we're the last ones to complain. We are the last ones to complain. Oh, why? Because we're idiots or something? No. Because we don't feel like we should get anything more than what we fucking deserve. We work hard for what the fuck we got. And really, uh, I know a lot of Americans pride themselves on hard work. I know, I know a lot of... Uh, America is a country built on hard work. And I'm not saying that, that they don't work hard. But the work doesn't stop until the day that you're dead. Mm. We hustle, we hustle, we hustle. And if we can retire with some money in our pocket, that's fucking great. Yeah. But... You cannot say just because you wrestled since you were five years old that you're entitled to to some big payday. You wrestled at five years old and you're 30 now and the UFC was starting out. So don't say you wrestled at five years old with the dream of becoming a fucking UFC fighter. You know, maybe nowadays kids will start doing that. The, the, the really young generation of kids will. You know, they'll say they wrestled with the dream of becoming a UFC, but they didn't. They wrestled with the dream of becoming the best fucking wrestler. They wrestled with the dream of um, wrestling builds better character. Wrestling builds better better people, you know, hardworking people. You know, all of a sudden they've lost that and they're all on fucking TMZ and fucking talking shit like they're fucking superstars. Right, fucking be humble. Be the fucking person that you were when you were five years old, when you were 10 years old, when you were just grinding for a fucking dream. Shut up and put in the work. And if you get fucking rewarded, that's what God fucking wanted. If you don't, then shut the fuck up and move on. If you don't like it, fuck off. All right, we'll end it with that. That sounds perfect, man. Uh, it's good talking to you. And, uh, yeah, we we did a long one today. If there's fighters out there that want to fucking talk shit about my opinion, again, it's my opinion. I, I don't care. I got into an argument last night for like a split second with Paddy Pimblett on Twitter about this shit. But it's just my opinion, you know? And then we had a laugh about it. If someone comes to me and tells me their opinion, I'm open-minded. I'll listen to their fucking opinion, you know? This is just my opinion. This is my belief. You can call me stupid. You can call me whatever the fuck you want. But, you know, this is... uh, I do mixed martial arts because I'm passionate about it and because it it did a lot for me as well. I couldn't care about the money. I couldn't care about nothing else. 
And you know what? I might one day like lose that bit of me. You know, I might one day fucking in 10 years time lose that bit that I was like, oh, fucking up. I'm hungry and, and I want to get paid more. I might lose that person, but I pray to God and I hope that I never do. You know, because if as long as I stay the way that I am, I'll always stay hungry and I'll always stay happy. Happy, you know what I mean. All these people bringing negativity about themselves, asking for more. Man, just fucking take what's given to you, you know. And then people are like, don't let people take advantage of you and shit like that. It's not taking advantage of me, you know. It's if if I sign a dotted line, I know exactly what I've gotten myself into. You know, we're choosing to do this. You know, if you don't like it, if you if it's not for you, if you're not happy with something, don't sign it, but don't complain about it. Don't complain. You know, we know what we got ourselves into. Kumite Radio is brought to you by Supplement Warfare. Visit their website, supplementwarfare.com.au for the best quality supplements on the planet. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off of all orders. If you're trying to get sexy for the summer, if you're just trying to flex on fools, visit supplementwarfare.com.au for the best supplements in the world. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast.